We are live. We'd like to say good morning to everyone, and uh, we, we welcome everyone, and we welcome those that's, um, uh, that's listening, uh, uh, streaming live through iTunes, and we welcome our uh, African churches ab- abroad, We, our church family. We just thank and grateful for all of you that's uh, 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 there listening, and uh, I pray that uh, if you can go back and re-listen you know, to sermon.net and hear the word of God, and we'll be blessed. Now, this morning, we're going to go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 3. Amen. Genesis, chapter number 3. And we're going to continue with the mysteries of God, part 2, because there's so much there. The mysteries of God, part 2, is our title. Uh, last week, it was the sons of God, uh, the sons of Adam, uh, the mysteries of the Bible. So it's, today, it's the mysteries of the Bible. Forgive me, I said the mysteries of God. The mysteries of the Bible, part two. Amen. And we're going to start with Genesis chapter number three. Genesis chapter number three. Uh, let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, it's again, we say thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to stand before your people. We thank you, Lord God, for the privilege, God, we count it as an honor. We count it as an honor, God, that you would just send forth your revelations and you would just bless us and you would teach us. And God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit who is so mighty and he, he, he speaks to us and he tells us this and he reveals the mysteries of your, your word that's hidden. And Lord God, we don't want to take anything for granted. Uh, God, we just know that you are an awesome, awesome God. And we love you so much today and we just praise your holy and your righteous name. Now, Father God, we ask in Jesus' name that you allow me to decrease. Let me be neither shown or heard, but just speak through me, Father God. Let me be that vessel uh, for this end time. And God, we just praise you for it right now. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Now remember, uh, we had, the Lord had given unto us last week, we talked about the, um, the sons of Adam. <clears throat> and God began to reveal some, some deep revelations uh, in regards to some hidden mysteries that were there. And, and to bring us up to speed for those that may not have been here and those that are, uh, we don't stream live on Wednesdays, one of the things that God revealed to us on Wednesday, we talked about uh, the Christ-centered marriage. And from that, we talked about the order. Uh, when it came down to the order, uh, and we talked about God, Christ, man, and woman. And then uh, it was in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. I believe for those that wasn't here, if you can um, jot that down so you'll have that. Uh, In 1 Corinthians, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, um, verse number 10, it talked about the reason why the importance of the order, it was because of the angels. It was because of the angels. Amen. We're going to try to get everybody's attention this way. Amen. Because our head is moving when the persons are moving. Amen. Because if you move when somebody else is moving, what's going to happen, you're going to miss what God is saying. Amen. So it talks about because of the angels. That order is so important. God, Christ, uh, man, and woman. And if man is out of position, because we know that God and Christ will never be out of position. When, if man is out of position, it's, uh, uh, it, it uncovers the woman. And because it uncovers the woman, when it says because of the angels, that means it gives the angels access to the woman. And that's what happened with Eve. So God revealed to us that it's very important for that order. Now, 
as we're thinking about that, we, we, you know, God revealed to us about those angels, the, the fallen angels, those angels that he had put in chains. And, and he also talked about uh, uh, how those angels, and there was a similarity that what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Because it dealt with a, uh, a sexual sin, fornication, okay? And so he said, in like manner. And so that was something interesting there. So if you want to go back and read that, I think that was in Second Peter, amen? So you want to make sure you go back and you read that, and you'll, get, you'll be able to understand that concept, okay? So, but this morning now, we're going to go to Genesis chapter number 3, and we're going to begin reading verse number 14. We're talking about the mysteries of the Bible. Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 14. It says, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, is key, there's some words you have to look at and retain and keep it in your mind, stay in focus. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, remember the serpent, he says, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thy go. I don't have time to deal with that word belly, but I found something very interesting about that, but maybe at a later date, okay? Then it goes on to say, uh, uh, And thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now watch verse number 15. 15 says, Now God is talking to the serpent, right? Because verse 14 speaks of it, said, God said unto the serpent. Okay? Verse 15 says, And I will put enmity, meaning hostility or hatred, between thee, talking about Satan, the serpent, uh, and the woman, and between thy what? Seed and her seed. Now, if he's talking about the serpent, and, the, and we're going to show, we're going to identify the serpent. What does the serpent do with having a seed? In order to have a seed, that means something had to be reproduced. Right? So that lets you know that, that Satan does reproduce. Because when you look at the scripture, 15 says, this is God speaking to, he's speaking to the serpent. Because specifically in verse 14, he say, it says, God said unto the serpent. See, we see all these little pictures, you know, that we have, and we see this little snake and all this stuff, and, but it wasn't really a snake. Because what man has put there and, and painted there and made us think is not really what it really is. And we're going we're gonna to see that, okay? Now, he, he goes on and say, he said, I'm going to put hatred, I'm going to put hostility between you and the woman and between thy seed, which means Satan's seeds. And he reproduced. I mean, he's some, he can birth something. That's why people, it blew people's mind when come to understand that, that Satan is really Cain's father. And he's left an hour of genealogy. Now, it goes on to say, uh, It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, flipping over to Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter 1, because we're dealing with the mysteries of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1. Yeah, Genesis chapter 1. Looking at verse number 11. We talked about the seed. Seed is done for reproduction. Okay? Purpose of the seeds. Anytime you plant anything... You know, uh, you're going to get something from it. Because it says the seed cannot be separated from the tree and this fruit. So all of it is connected together. 
this, when the seed is planted, it's gonna, it's gonna bring forth, it's gonna bear, it's either gonna bear, it's gonna bear a tree, or whatever, whether, whether it's a scrub, or whatever it is, uh, it's gonna bear that, but it's also gonna produce a fruit. So all of it is connected together. Amen? Over there. Now, looking at, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse number 11. Now, verse 11 says, and this helps us to identify about the seed and Satan's seed. Now, verse 11 says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after what? His kind. His kind. In other words, if you plant an apple seed, you're not going to get an orange from the apple seed, right? It's going to produce from its kind. If you plant an apple seed, you're going to get apples, okay? Now, it says, uh, uh, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is where? In itself. So that means Satan had that seed within himself. So he's able to reproduce. Because, see, the scripture talks about how, how the seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And verse 12 says, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his, after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was where? In itself. Okay? This is where you have to have backup. Because people will begin to question what God has said in the Word. So you've got to have some backup. Amen? You've got to show them what the Word of God says. Then it goes on to say, um, whose seed was in itself. After what? His kind. And God saw that it was what? Good. Okay? Everything God made in the beginning was very good. Okay? Uh, even when, when Satan was created, he was an angelic being, you know, he, he was all right then, then until he failed. Now, let's go to Second Corinthians. I think this is where we want to go. Chapter number 11. Second Corinthians, chapter number 11. Second Corinthians... Uh, chapter number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number e 11, I believe. 2 Corinthians, yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. Are we there? Alright, now we're going to look at verse number 3. Remember now. It was Satan that was in the Garden of Eden. We, we, we've established that through the book of Ezekiel when God says that, that Lucifer, Satan, he was in the Garden of Eden. Okay? So he was there when Adam and Eve was there as well. Now, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, reading verse number 3. Now, Paul is addressing the, the Corinthian church. Now, verse 3 says, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent, Remember we said in the beginning, remember the word serpent. The serpent beguiled, and you look up the definition of uh, the, the Greek meaning of the word beguiled, it means to seduce or to lead astray. So it says, least by any means as the serpent beguiled, led astray, or seduced Eve through his subtility, that means uh, uh, through his cunningness, through his craftiness, then he says, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, we have to understand about the serpent. We need to get away from this thing about the snake bowl on the ground, the snake in the garden, eating all this stuff. Because we're going to identify who the serpent is, scripturally. Amen? We're talking about the, the, we're talking about the mysteries of the Bible. Now, let's go to Revelations chapter number 12. Revelations chapter number 12. 
Revelations chapter number 12. Revelations chapter number 12. Amen. Last book in the Bible. Easy to find. Amen. Revelations chapter number 12. Are we there? All right. Now, beginning at verse number 7 in Revelations chapter number 12. Because remember now, we're trying to identify who the serpent is. Amen. Remember, he's, 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 he's in the Garden of Eden, okay? Now, he's the one that, that deceived Eve, okay? Now, verse 7 says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels, okay? Now, now he's a dragon. In Revelation, he, he, he's a little bit more powerful. Verse number 8 says, and prevail not. That means the, the dragon did not prevail, nor his angels. And prevail not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. Verse number 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old what? Serpent. So all the way back in Genesis, what we talked about that was in the Garden of Eden. We talked about what was in the, in the Garden of Eden, the serpent. That's what deceived Eve. Now, it goes on to say, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called who? The devil and who? And Satan. So it identifies who the serpent is. Okay? Now, he says he's called the devil and he's called Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out where? Into the earth. And his what? Angels was cast out. With him, okay? So he didn't fall. He, didn't, he wasn't cast out by himself. He, he had some angels that, that went along with him. Now, let's go to Revelations chapter number 20. We're just building, building foundations um, for what the Lord wants us to know, okay? Because he's identifying who the serpent is, okay? Because, see, you have to understand Lucifer was beautiful. Now, when, when, when the Bible describes him, it, it describes him with having all these wonderful jewelry, the, the sawdust, the onyx, the, the gold. I mean, he was beautiful. I mean, he had these beautiful wings. I'm quite sure that when, when, when Eve saw him, she never, she never really saw anything like that before. And that's how it became so enticing to her. That's how she failed. Because, see, you know how it is. Glamour will get us every time. You know, and the, the, you know that, that showing stuff, you know, it, it will, the glitter. It will get us every time. So now, in Revelation chapter number 20, we're going to continue to, to, to identify, continue to identify who Satan is. We're going to continue to identify. Now, verse number uh, 2 in chapter number 20 says, And he laid hold on the dragon, that old what? Serpent, which is who? The devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So now the scripture identifies who Satan, who the serpent really is in the Bible. Because a lot of times we, we get all confused, and because what man didn't paint it, all in these little story books, you know, you see a, you, 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 you see these pictures of this snake and stuff, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden we just get confused. Because at that time, Satan walked upright. He he was he was upright. He was upright. Now let's go to to um, Genesis chapter number six. Genesis chapter number six. Genesis chapter number six. Now we understand now uh, from the mysteries of the Bible and and the things that God has has been revealing to us 
that Satan had a, 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 a role in uh, the deception of mankind as well as the angels. Now, it was, it's hard for most people to believe that, that, that Satan uh, uh, seduced Eve and she, and she brought forth Cain in actuality. Okay? Now, let's look at Genesis uh, chapter number 6. Genesis chapter number 6. Found some interesting things here in Genesis chapter number 6. Because, <clears throat> hold your place in Genesis chapter number 6, okay? Now, this is something I want to read for the sake of those that were, and I, I quoted it, but I want to read it for the sake of those that were not here on Wednesday. Um, hmm. Okay. Go, go to Second Peter. Second Peter. Keep your hands on Genesis 6. We're going to come there. Okay? Go to Second Peter, chapter number 2. Okay, Second Peter chapter number 2, looking at verse number 4. Are we there? Okay, Second Peter chapter number 2, verse number 4. It says, For if God spared not the what? Angels that did what? Sin. So and that means those angels sin, right? Okay? For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Now... What has happened here is the fact that God has put them in, in, in judgment. He locked them up. He locked them down uh, because of the fact of the, some things that had transpired. Amen. So we want to make sure we get a full understanding of what the Bible is saying. Now I want you also to flip over to the book of Jude. Flip over to the book of Jude, to the book of Jude. and uh, that's Jude is right before the book of Revelations. Jude is right before the book of Revelations, and it, Revelations is in the New Testament, okay? For the sake of those that are still looking. Amen. If you find to go to the last book in the Bible, and once you go to the last book in the Bible, you'll see Jude is right before it, only one chapter. Now, looking at uh, chapter number 1, and looking at verse number 6, it says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. See, these, these angels, they, they, they left their dwelling place, and they went missing somewhere else, okay? It's, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So their time coming, that judgment is going to come at the end time, when God does the judgment. But look at verse number 7. It connects verse, it connects 7 and 6 is connected. Verse 7 says, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner. In like manner is a, is a key. In like manner to what? In like manner to chapter, uh, to verse number 6, talking about those angels that, that God had locked up, okay? That he had chained down. Then he goes on and say, giving themselves over to what? Fornication. Alright? And going after what? Strange flesh. So when, when Lucifer went after Eve, that, that, was, that was strange flesh. Because, see, you have this angelic being, Lucifer. Now, he's after Eve. That's strange flesh. Now, to build a case a little bit more, now let's flip to Genesis chapter number 6. Okay? Alright. Have I confused anybody yet? Amen. 
Amen. It's, 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 it's a good word. I mean, it's, it's, it's things that we need to know. Amen. All right. Now, Genesis chapter number 6, beginning at verse number 1. Are we there? And that's the very first book of the Bible. Genesis uh, chapter number 6 is the very first book of the Bible. Okay? Now, verse 1 says, And it came to pass... Watch this, y'all. Y'all watch this. Watch this. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them. Right? When men began to multiply on the face of the earth. Now, let's look at verse number 2. Verse 2 says that the who? Sons of God saw the daughters of who? Men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Wow. Now, let's look at, now make sure you, you stay right there in Genesis chapter number 6, but then let's go and identify the sons of God. Y'all ready for it? Let's identify the sons of God. Let's go to the book of Job. Let's go to the book of Job. The book of Job. The book of Job is right before the book of Psalms. Job chapter number 1. Job. Are they there? Job chapter 1. Okay? How are we there? It's interesting, isn't it? There's a lot of mysteries in the Word of God. Amen? A lot of mysteries. Job chapter number 1. All right, we're going to start with verse number 6. Are we there? Now, verse number 6 says, Now there was a day when the sons of God, right? Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And who came with them? Satan uh, came also among them. Now, it says the sons of God, when they came to present themselves before God, along comes Satan among them. Okay, now, these sons of God are angelic beings. These are angels. They, you know, they have come to present themselves before God. Satan is right there with them, okay? Then the Bible goes on and says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. In other words, Satan at this time was that Paul had been kicked out, okay? But the other angels that were presenting themselves before God were the good angels, okay? But that's why God asked him, said, Whoa, Satan, what you doing here? You know, why, why are you here? You're not supposed to be here. You've been kicked out. But the Bible says that he's there right there among them. You know, and then he begins to talk about what he had been doing. He's going up and down the earth. He's trying to see who he can devour, okay? Now, let's look at Job. Uh, let me see. Let's flip over to, I think, Job uh, chapter number 2. I think that's where we want to go. Job chapter number 2. All right? And once again, we're going to see some things that is transpiring here. Job chapter number 2. It says, again... There was a day when the who? Sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And guess who shows up? 
And Satan came also among them to do what? Present himself before the Lord. You see, in, 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 in uh, uh, chapter number 1, verse number 6, it didn't say at the time that he came to present himself. He just, it said that he was there among the others. Now, chapter 2 goes a little bit further, and he talks about how Satan now is coming, just like the others, to present himself before the Lord. Okay? Now, for some reason, I said, look at Genesis chapter number 19. Before I tell you to go there, uh, I'm, I, I need to go there myself. Amen. Amen. Let me see. Let me see why, why we're supposed to go there. Amen. Uh, I want to get there and, and look and see why. Because, see, there's so much there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, remember we talked about the sons of God? In Genesis chapter 6, okay, and these were angelic beings, you know, we talked about that. I do want you to go to Genesis chapter number 19, because then this also lets us reveal some things to us. Because angels can take on forms, okay? So are we ready? go to Genesis chapter number 19, okay? Genesis uh, chapter 19, all right? Because he's talking about how the sons of God, they, they came to present themselves uh, before the Lord, and Satan comes as well. So when Satan comes, God wants to know why you're here. Why are you showing up here? You're not supposed to be here. But he's telling about what he's been doing. He's going up and down the earth. You know? And, and when, if you continue to read, it says he's going about to see who, seeking whom he may devour. Okay? Now, Genesis chapter number 19. Are we there? Now, the Bible says in verse number 1, And there came two angels, now catch this now, And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Now, this is before, this is right before when, when, when there had been a conversation uh, uh, with, uh, with Abraham and God was going to, to destroy Solomon and Gomorrah, okay? But Lot at this point had left Abraham, okay? So he decided to choose that, 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 the grass or what he thought would look uh, uh, more beneficial for him. You know, he, he decided to go toward uh, Solomon and Gomorrah because everything looked better there. Never go where you think everything is beautiful, but you can rest assured something ain't right. Amen. So here in, the, in, in, in Genesis chapter 19, it talks about the, these angels that shows up. Now, notice something. Do you think you're able to recognize an angel? The Bible identifies in verse 1 that there came two angels specifically right there at, at Sodom. Then it talks about how Lot gets up and he says, and Lot seeing them rose to meet them. He saw them. But they're angelic beings. How is it that he saw them? Now, looking at verse number 12 in Genesis chapter 19, verse number 12. Are we there? Verse 12 says, look, watch the first, first part of, of the scripture. And the what said unto Lot? But I thought verse 1 said these two angels came. You see? You, you, you see that the, 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 the things that, that's hidden that's in the scriptures, these are mysteries. There are angels, that, but they had changed the form to become a, 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 a human. So he would be able to recognize, okay? The, the Bible identifies, he says, And the men said unto Lot, 
Hast thou here any besides thy son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters, and, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place? Now, verse 13 says, For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. And then uh, Lot responds and he has a conversation. Well, 14 says, And Lot went out and he spake unto his son-in-laws, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get ye out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-laws. Now look at verse number 15. Now 15 says, And when the morning arose, then the what? Angels. Then the angels hastened not. So that lets us know that, that, that the angels were sent, but they had to transform because when you're living here on this earth, you see, you've got to have a different kind of body. See, uh, when we came here, we came here, and this is probably going to blow some people's mind. When we came to earth, you know, we were spirits before that. See, when we got here to earth, that means we had to have a different kind of body. And the same thing it did with Christ. Christ was spiritual, okay? But he had to be born through, through Mary, and he had to come through by the way of, of, of way mankind had to come in order to be right here upon the earth, okay? He had to take on a human form, amen? So he had to take on a human form, so therefore these angels too had to take on a human form. Okay? Now, verse, going back to verse number 15, it says, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And verse 16 says, And while he lingered, Alright, while he lingers. Sometimes when God is trying to pull us away from devastation, we don't want to move. Anybody been there besides me? When God will try to pull us out of danger, we still want to stay right there in danger. But God will send, that's why we have to be careful because the Bible talks about how sometimes we may entertain angels unaware. So we don't never know when we're entertaining angels in human form. We have to be very careful, okay? Now, the Bible goes on the same verse 16, and so while he lingered, here we go again, the men laid hold upon his hand. We're talking about these same angels, the same two angels. They laid hold on Lot's hand because Lot didn't want to leave that, 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 that world there he was in, okay? He says, and while he lingered, the, uh, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the, the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being what? Merciful unto him. Sometimes we can get ourselves in a mess and don't know how to get out, and the mercies of God will be there for us. Amen? Because it talks about how the mercies of the Lord was there for Lot. Remember, Lot did not already messed up. He didn't let, he left Abraham. You know, he decided to go over the other side of the river, you know. And then he found himself in trouble. Because, see, the, the people had sinned so, and, and, and Lot began to plead for the people. He's so many righteous. If I can find so many righteous, will you spare the city? But what he didn't realize, you know, Lot was over there too. So really he was really pleading for Lot as well. So then the Bible goes on and says, he talks about his daughters. said, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him outside of the city. Now, I, I'm going to move over and I'm going to show you something about us. Mankind, okay? Alright, now, 
when you look at verse number 17, God trying to, trying to spare us, right? Trying to spare our lives, amen? Look at verse number 17 in Genesis chapter 19. It says, And it came to pass when they had brought them forth to my dangers abroad, and he said, Escape for thy what? Escape for thy life. Alright? Escape for your life. Then he said, Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Now, he's telling to him, he's saying to listen, this is what you need to do. He, say, he says that don't, don't, don't look back. Don't, don't, don't look back in the past. No, don't do that. Don't stay in the plains in this low level. He said, I'm trying to send you to a higher, a higher mountain, a higher position. He said, I'm going to send you to a place of, uh, of the mountain, elevation. He wants to send you elevate. See, a lot of times God wants to elevate us, thank you, Holy Spirit, but we don't want to be elevated. We want to still stay back here. You know, no, God wants to push us high. Whenever the enemy, and I want to throw this out to, to, to those that are listening uh, uh, and in every way they are, and as well as here, whenever God wants to elevate you, expect Satan to put hell in your life. And you can expect that. He's going to show up. Why? Because he do not want you promoted in the spirit. He don't care nothing about you being promoted in the physical, in the natural, but he does not want you promoted in the spirit realm. Because when you're promoted in the spirit realm, there are some things that, that God will reveal to you and show you, and you'll know exactly where the enemy is operating. Even before he shows up, he wants to stop your promotion in the spirit of the Lord. Amen? See, we're supposed to be, we ain't supposed to always be on first grade level. No, we ain't supposed to always be on first grade level. Too many of the body of Christ is still on first grade level. No, God wants to promote his people. But we want to stay right there in the place of uh, the, the small place. We don't, want, we don't want to move out of the, 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 the places where God wants us to be. We don't want to be elevated. We don't want to be promoted. You know, go down to the natural. Sometimes we don't want to be promoted on our job. Well, I'm comfortable right where I am. Well, I did that. I mean, I, I did that. I trust. I did it. I mean, I knew that job back was front, forward and everything else, and I could leave and know when I got back, I knew how much time I needed to finish everything, you know, had everybody else trained, so if I did go, then, you know, they knew what to do. But when time came for promotion, I didn't want to go. Why? I thought it was hard. No, baby. You'll never believe that when you uh, uh, follow the promotions of the Lord, how it gets that much easier. Because when I went to the next job with a higher and greater promotion, I mean, then I had people working for me, and I was, you know, just sitting in the cool, sitting behind the desk doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I was just like pulling. I don't want to go, Lord. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I like my job. I like the just the way it is. But stupid. And when I got there and realized how wonderful it was, I'm like, wow, I should have been here. But in my small mind, and that's the way the body of Christ has got in, we became small-minded. We don't want to be elevated in the Spirit. But see, when we're elevated in the Spirit, God can show us and, and, and do things in our life. It's phenomenal. I mean, we can be able to, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Amen? Because then our faith has gotten us to that point. Because we're operating in the spiritual. It has nothing to do with us in the natural, but it has everything to do with God in the spiritual. So we need to learn how to operate in the spiritual, right? So it's okay to get promoted. Amen? It's okay. It's, 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 it's okay. Amen? It's okay. You know, then he goes on, he says, uh, 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 in verse number 18, it says, Lot says, and Lot said unto them, Oh, 
Not so, my Lord. No, I don't want to go. Okay? Then he says, Behold now, thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy, ooh, thy mercy. He magnified mercy. In our lives, God will magnify his mercy. And thank you, Lord. Amen. Because, see, here, where well, he was supposed to have been destroyed because, you know, he, he went against what God was telling him to do. I mean, God was speaking through those angels. They were messengers of God. But then he says, Behold, now thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in doing what? Saving my life. He saved his life. He could have destroyed him with everybody else. But God magnified his mercy. He saved his life. Then he goes on to say, and I cannot escape to the mountain. Now, he, he go crazy now. He loses it. He says, and I cannot escape to the mountain. Least some evil take me in and I die. Now, God has already brought you from a place of destruction. Why not trust him the rest of the way? Amen. Why not? He, he, well, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. But then verse number 20 says, Behold, watch, watch what he does. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a what? A little one. A little one. He's afraid of expansion. He's, he's afraid of that. what God says. He's going to enlarge our territory. You see, when God enlarges our, he wants to enlarge our territory. Amen. But sometimes we want to stay with that little one. You know, that, that little place, that little, that little mindset. Okay? Then he says, the word of God goes on to say, Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little, is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. Then verse 21 says, And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. God will give you permissive will. God will give you permissive will. If you don't want to move and you want to stay where you are and do what you do, well, God said, Okay, if that's the will you want, then I will let you have your permissive will. So he allowed him to have his permissive will. Huh. Then verse 21 says, And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow the city for the which thou hast spoken. Then verse 22 says, Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything. The angels are talking now. So I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zor. Now Zor means a, a, a little place. You know, so, you know, we don't want to hang out in Zor. You know, you, you, your territory would never be enlarged if we hang out in Zor. Now, uh, uh, finishing up, let's go back to Genesis chapter number 6. Let's go back to Genesis chapter number 6. So we've identified that those sons of God are those angelic beings, right? That they're angelic beings, okay? Now, and, and Satan has come along with them. Amen? Now, Genesis chapter number 6, um, verse number 2 says, That the sons of God saw the daughters of men. Talking about those angels, those fallen angels. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now, somebody would say, well, well you know there in the New Testament, it talks about, uh, you know, uh, angels don't marry. Well, it does talk about that. It really does talk about that. But you've got to understand, these are fallen angels. Because they are fallen angels and they are here on earth, they have taken on another form. They have taken on that human form. So, then the Bible goes on to say, And the Lord said, My spirit 
shall not always strive with man, for he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now, look at that verse number four. There were what giants in the earth in those days. And also, after that. What's that? What is that after that? After the, the fallen angels, uh, the sons of God, had married uh, the, the daughters of men. It talks about after that. See, they produced giants. They produce giants. They, they produce what they call the Nephilims. You know, and, uh, and if you, if you want to take it a little bit further to get an understanding of who the Nephilims were, then think in your mind about Goliath. When you think about Goliath and how huge he was, see, he was, he was a giant, okay? So we got to understand that after that, it says, when the sons of God, came in unto the daughters of men, and they did what? They bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. When, when those fallen angels and, and, and the daughters of men, when they became together and, and bared and produced, you remember now, Satan, it talks about Satan having the seed. You remember that in Genesis uh, uh, 1, to Genesis 3? It talks about, you know, he's going to put hatred between Satan's seed and the woman's seed. So that lets you know Satan can reproduce, okay? So, so therefore, these fallen angels, they could re reproduce as well, okay? So the Bible talks about how now they have produced giants in the land. You know, and, and, and that continues un until the flood. Now, I'm going to read some verses and then we're, we're done. Verse 5 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only what? Evil continuously. What do you think he's going to do about our world today? If he destroyed that first world, now, and, and every imagination of his heart was evil continuously, you think about our world today. Every imagination, and, and whatever man can imagine his mind to, to want to do, he does, right? So if he destroyed them back then, it, it, it's just a matter of time uh, when, when God's going to do what he's going to do here upon this earth. Because the Bible does say that uh, one day with the Lord is like a thousand years. So we can't say, well, tomorrow is going to be the day. Because, see, when you really look at the, 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 the chronological or when you look at the, the, the years or the generation of years, when it comes down to the Word of God, one day is like a thousand years. Now, can, you, can, you, can we comprehend that? About today, in God's sight, is like a thousand years. So we, we really don't know how old the earth really is. So it's just amazing. Now we think, okay, today, no, you just really may have lived a thousand years in today. Yeah. Wow. That is right. Wow. When you begin to think about what God is saying, okay? So the, the imagination of a, of a man is, is wicked. I mean, and it upsets God. <laughs> but God is, is, is a, a wonderful God. He is a wonderful God. Look at verse 6, and it says, and he repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of earth, both man, beast, the creeping things, and the fowls of the air. For he repented me that I have made him. 
Now, verse 8, here's the grace of God. That's how sometimes you wonder, oh, my God, I just don't understand God, your grace. See, God says, hey, I'm going to destroy him, okay? Now, verse 8 says, but Noah, Noah means comfort, okay? But Noah found what? Grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, because he finds grace, I mean, the world is spared, okay? The world is spared. Now, we want to understand that there's mysteries uh, uh, in the Word of God, and we're going to continue because I'm going to stop here. Amen? Because I only want to give you what you can digest right now. Amen? Amen. You want to be able to digest. You've you got to be able to digest that word. Because if they give you more than what you need, then so, you're going to lose some of it. You're going to spit some of it out. You know what I'm saying? And the, you, we know how we, we feed the baby too much milk. What does the baby do? He, he throws up and he releases some of that milk back. So I don't want to give you all too much spiritual knowledge and hidden mysteries. Amen. That you all begin to spit that stuff back out. Because what you spit out, you're really going to need for the nutrition. Amen. So we're going to continue as God's will uh, uh, about the mysteries that's in the Bible. Now, I found something that's very interesting. Amen. Uh, between, in Genesis chapter 1, between verse 1 and verse number 2. If, it God, if God says so, we will continue with the mysteries of God, part 3. I don't know what the Lord is going to do. But what I do know is there is so much here that God, it literally blew, it blows my mind. I don't know about y'all, but it blows my mind. I am hungry for the Word of God. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for the mysteries of the Word of God. Because it's time out for, for uh, scaling over the surface. Amen? Because there's so much more there. Amen? And right now, I'm at a place of being so hungry, I want every bit of it. I want to sit there and I want to hear what the Lord has to say. Those are mysteries there. Mysteries. That's why they never could understand Paul. Because he didn't go the same way everybody else went. God called him, you know, and when God really truly called him, he revealed some mysteries to him that the other disciples didn't get. So there's some things that God wants to reveal to the body of Christ, but we've got to be still to be able to receive them. And then we get to hear that small, still voice as God speaks. Amen. So let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. The mysteries of God. Part two. Them angels. I tell you, them, them, them angels is a mess. Y'all hear me? That's why, you know, when we dealt with the Christ-centered marriage and that order, that's why it's so important, all you men folk, to remain in order because you all are a protection uh, from those wicked angels. So that, that, that way they cannot have access to us because they did have access to Eve. Amen? So if, we, if y'all get out of order, that means we've been left uncovered. Amen? Amen. Hello, men. Y'all got it? We women got it, right? Come on, women. Hey, amen. <laughs> hey, I knew the women would have it. Amen, amen. So it's just very important. Amen. Because that's your covering. It's a symbol. It's a symbol. Stay under Christ. Stay under Christ. If you stay under Christ, men, then we women can stay under the man because that, that's a symbol of a protection and covering that man is overwhelming. Amen. So I'm just excited about these mysteries that God has in his word. Amen. One more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 I don't know. I'm going to ask for how many CDs, if anyone wants CDs. Uh, raise your hand because then that way I'm hoping they're going to make CDs. They should because the uh, data is here. Raise your hand. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, 
six. That's did you have your hand up? So you go you go online. Six, six seven, I'm eight. I'm uh, eight. Okay. Make sure uh, please remember, please sir, that we do that we do stay behind for a few minutes and get your CDs. Amen. For those that want to go on your phone, you can go to HOD dot sermon dot TV. Uh, that way it will pull up sermon.net and it's right there and you can go back over it over and over and you'll be able to listen to that word. So I want to make sure that they know that we need seven CDs. All right, seven CDs. Amen. 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 So we're thankful and we're grateful to the Lord for his word. Amen today. And we're excited. We, we are excited what God is doing in, in the body. Amen. Amen. Do we have any prayer requests? Any prayer requests this morning? Any prayer requests? Jarell? Okay. And your grandmother's name is? Okay. Cynthia Avison. Now we just got out of surgery. Amen. Okay. Minister Marcellet. Some testing. Mrs. Graham, going for te- Sierra Graham. 